This is JFM Podcast. Politics determines how much of our desired society we experience. I assure you that we shall do even better. I assure you I will secure the country. Immediately this government came, they took measures, things improved, but it didn't last long and it wasn't sustained. And what has happened thereafter is that things have deteriorated to a level that was inconceivable. From every corner of the world, we bring politics, operations right to your comfort zone, home and abroad. We keep you abreast of everything that relates to decision-making and more. The solution is basically that those who are presently in government must listen. They must listen to citizens. They must listen to experts. There is no point in this arrogance. Join the impeccable duo of Ponsak Fanap and Omayemi Akiyode on Nigeria at Sunset. Mondays through Fridays, 5 to 6 p.m. on J101.9 FM. Hi there, good evening. Welcome to the program, Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jones. My name is Ponsak Fanap. Today is the 14th day in the month of June 2021. Well, it's a privilege and I'll say honor uh, that you've chosen to make us your number one, uh, your darling station, I would say, information, entertainment, and all the goodies, and even sport, I would say, politics inclusive. Everything that, you know, makes society work and function, you've decided that uh, JFM will give you that information. Information. To begin with, well, Okpam is still on enjoying the leaf, so uh, and I'm getting tired. You know, I'm getting. I've not, you know, had even a five-minute conversation with him, and he sent me a text. He said, "I've forgotten about him." I said, "No, I just want you to enjoy your leaf. I don't, I don't want to uh, bother you with any texts, whatever. I just want you to uh, enjoy your leaf and have fun with it." But. If you come back, well, um, the monkey will be yours. You get lots of monkeys to take care of. Yeah, well, um, first to condemn what happened yesterday in Sabunlai in Kuru, just south local government. Um, it was very horrific, um, very. I don't. I, I like. I like what you know. I uh, to say because it like it. It keeps occurring, and what the actors do is. And I'm saying this with all sense of uh, decency and knowing how our society, you know, works. If anybody is blaming, because I learned that, you know, there was attempted attack or attack on the member representing just south state constituency honorable dalio from godson when he went to uh condole the uh, just to see things for himself yesterday around 10 30 p.m he was the one who sent a personal text message to me i was just about you know getting set to uh go to bed and i saw a text you know from him saying that his village was under attack i first got that from you know uh i think it's Riom or berkin i've forgotten where the village is 
days. Uh, but just minutes afterwards, you know, interval of 30, 20, 30 minutes, you know, he got in touch and said that, uh, you know, his constituency is under attack. I mean, he was helpless. He said that he got in touch with the commissioner of police, Planter State. I mean, that was that wasn't anything they can do. Even the member representing, um, uh, you know, just south, just east, federal constituency, uh, Robodacho Musa Bagos, went there to see things uh, for himself. I mean, they can't do nothing. What Bagos said, to be fair to him, he said, they will continue talking. What else can they do? I mean, Governor Lalong cannot command uh, the police in, in, in Plateau State because he doesn't have the constitutional powers to do so. So just look at even the chairman of Josal, the Honorable Gideon Dandarang, you know, cannot do anything. Both of them are uncertained. He's all the president, and the president cannot be everywhere at the same time. And that is why the last constitutional uh, review process, both, you know, House of Reps and the Senate, they said that, you know, devolve power, allow people. Uh, I believe in that I, I, I'm a true advocate and strong believer of uh, democracy. I believe in even democratization of knowledge. That one person uh, shouldn't have any uh, monopoly. But you see in Africa, you know, how our society has been governed is that one person controls everything because, I, I mean, we'll build houses and there's one door that is locked and nobody, you know, goes through. Those are the kind of things we're talking about. In African traditional religion, you find the medicine man who has the compendium. I mean, he's the, uh, uh, what will I say? He's the know it all when it comes comes to uh, secret magic and, of course, the rumors, you know, of that society. So it's a reflection of our worldview that in Africa you find one person wielding so much power. They told the, uh, one of the, I think it was the first item of the constitutional review process, or, okay, it wasn't the first, but it was part of it, Devol devolution of powers. Let local government, you know, have. So imagine Honorable Gideon Dandering, you know, as in control of the, uh, say local police or the district or county police, whatever name they choose. And, you know, this thing happened. The people will know where his house is. And the people will, in fact, his counselors, you know, will start impeachment process if at all they feel that uh, he hasn't done enough to protect them. But it's not happening. The law, the governor, you know, to begin with, but the local government is the closest uh, to people. So it's, it's, it's really, 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 I would say, painful and hurtful that people have to go through pain. Uh, yeah, these people are innocent. They don't know anything. But some killers, you know, will just come, you know, to their home while they are in bed sleeping and maybe thinking about uh, what to do tomorrow, where to get the next bread tomorrow. And somebody will just, you know, come and round them up and kill them. It's very, you know, very painful to say the least. And our president keep reiterating the fact that these people are foreigners, are invaders. He said, you know, absorbing the local Fulanese. I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody, but if the president knows these people are invaders, what has he done, you know, to uh, curtail this? It's, that's the million dollar question. Devolution of powers is the only way. 
Well, I know it's not news now that the chairman of the All Progressives Congress, a ruling party in Plateau State, uh, Robo Latebdabang, has been asked by the national body of the party to step aside. And they said uh, anti-party activities based on the recommendation of the State Executive Council together with the governor. And Honorable Latab Dabang has put out a statement said, you know, no cause for alarm that, you know, his supporters should be uh, calm. And people have, you know, there are a lot of theories flying left or right and center. But one thing I do know is that, well, Latab Dabang is foully called among APC members as the masquerade. But I think the masquerade, you know, doesn't understand the game very well because every election year, the governors will try to fight, especially ruling party, they always fight uh, the party chairman, Honorable, uh, okay, uh, Abu Shindai and Michibi Varji during Dari. I mean, we all know what happened in Kalwa House. Uh, Haruna Dabin and Senator Jonah David Jang, Dr. Haruna Dabin, uh, that is. And right now, you know, uh, Barrister Simon, right Honorable Simon Bakula along versus Honorable Latep Daba. It's those things, these things have historical patterns. So maybe the masquerade, you know, uh, forgot his game and he got. The people just, you know, unveil his cloth in, in the market and they say, ah, really, it's not a masquerade. He's just, you know, wearing uh, a garment. But I don't, uh, I, 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 I don't know how all of this, you know, will pan out. But the speculation is that party structure is very important. And that is why I said the governors will always fight, especially governors ruling party. They always fight the party chairman because they have something roll up in their sleeves. Well, as Honorable Latep Dabang has said, the masquerade himself is said, no cause for alarm. No cause for alarm. Well, let's go to some national stories. Um, okay, my friend uh, Abba Jalungo sent me a text uh, a moment ago saying that, well, um, leaders of uh, PDP are in Calabar. Um, he was arrested on uh, on June 12th, you know, for congregating, you know. The police, Nigerian police have a funny way of, you know, giving charges to uh, suspects. You know, my friend was once, uh, they, they were just uh, hanging out and the charge was that they were congregating with the intention to conspire. So I, I, that was a really heavy charge. I said, Nigerian police are really interesting people and I love Nigerian police so much. I love them because of the work they do and of course uh, how they do it. But again, professionalism. Abu Jalingo was arrested, you know, that he was congregating barely 20 people. You need to look at the mammoth crowd that came out, you know, to greet Sarakian Ko in, in, in Calabar today. Uh, that is politics for you. Let's look at some stories. Um, Niger Delta Congress warned the president against grazing uh, uh, the president and his attorney general of the Federation, Minister of Justice, that is, Abubakar Malami, against uh, grazing route. Uh, the NDC, Niger, Del- Niger Delta Congress, has condemned President Mahmoud Obari's directive to the uh, AGF, Abubakar Malami, to provide lands to serve as grazing routes for herdsmen. Well, the president in his charge a chart said a lot of things, but well, it did sit down well that you know the president still believes in grazing round. 
this thing is all practices. You know, it has been there since time immemorial. Recall the shepherd boy in the Hebrew Bible, David, where God anointed him when he was, you know, herding his flock. And the president still wants. It's just like, uh, for me, I don't pull water out of the well. And I said that I'm a modern human being. I can't, you know, go and face somewhere deep and, you know, pulling water. That is primitive. But you still find, you know, that even in urban centers in our society, uh, the president is saying, take us back, you know, way back. It's just like the uh, book of Ecclesiastics who say that the old way is better than the new way. But human beings are progressing. We are progressing. Uh, okay, I'll leave it at that. Well, oil price, the only source for um, foreign exchange in our country. After international crude oil benchmark, Brent advanced above $70 per barrel. Industry experts see meager benefit of subsidy payment GOP revenues. The Federal uh, Account Allocation Committee report for last month value shortfall representing the amount the NNPC paid for subsidy showed that the March receipt amounted to 111.97 billion naira, while February's total 6.4 billion naira. So the government is paying subsidy, and the one for March 111 billion naira. Uh, well, Dangote is set to, you know, start producing uh, PMS very soon. His refinery is set to uh, take over, and people have, you know, lambasted his business practices uh, and accused the federal government of favoritism, uh, you know, to the uh, the business magnate. I have an insert from Chief Mike Ezekome S.A.N. saying that why is the or asking why is the National Assembly afraid of referendum? When we come back, I have two guests with me, and we're going to talk about the democracy, especially uh, how it relates to young people in this country. Uh, when young people, I mean, young people are killed without security, but when they come out to show their displeasure, I mean, you see security men and women, you know, coming out in their numbers. And young people don't have guns. What they have is placards. I do not know. Irony of a country. Stay here. When we come back, the program will continue. I'm going to play you this insert from Chief Mike Ezekome S.A.N. Saying or asking, why is the National Assembly afraid of referendum? Stay here. In trying to restructure this behemoth, this elephantine, this very unwieldy, unitary federation which passes for a federal system of government how do we go about it that has always been the question and i have never underrated the role of the national assembly but the national assembly on the other hand does not seem to understand what it ought to do i took on frontally the deputy senate president senator omo agege on this issue penultimate friday at the International Conference Center, where I explained on a blow-by-blow account how to bring what you call about a people's constitution after a referendum. These are words that these people are afraid of. I don't know why they are afraid of referendum or people's constitution. It was done in Eritrea, in Bangladesh, in Iran, in Iraq, in Egypt, in Kenya, in South Africa, in Singapore, in Morocco. These people, even with a government in power, were able to start a new document called the People's Constitution, which was subjected to the people in a referendum. All right.
right, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanab. You just heard Chief Mike Ezokome there, S-A-N, saying, why is the National Assembly afraid of referendum? I have with me Mr. Duke Obureke. Okay, I hope that I did pronounce it correctly. He's the director at Youth Adolescent Reflection and Action Center, Yarak. Good evening. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, and I have uh, Miss Andrew Neritmoa. She's CEO of Drew's Yogurt. She's a humanitarian and activist, uh, uh, I would say scholar, history and international studies, University of Jos. Thank you very much for coming, Miss. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I'll start with uh, Mr. Duke. <laughs> I mean, happy democracy day in, 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 in areas. Well, I'm still asking myself if I should be happy. Okay. Uh, Talk to us about your displeasure. Um... Because of our our present realities, I'm still wondering whether I should be happy. I think the day presents us an opportunity to again interrogate the type of democracy that we are practicing in Nigeria. Has the democracy been able to deliver, meet the yearnings of the people? What's the essence of democracy? Is to deliver the benefits of democracy, freedom of speech, good governance, infrastructure, jobs, security, most importantly security, that the lives of the people should be secured is the first assignment of government. That is the essence of having a government. Because people willingly surrender their right to a government, and the government is supposed to protect them and ensure that their welfare is guaranteed. But has our um, democracy so far been able to de- uh, deliver that? That is something I cannot answer in the affirmative. Because you have Nigeria as the poverty capital of the world. You have unemployment at 33.3%. We have the largest out-of-school population of out-of-school kids in the world. Um, you can't sleep with even half of your eyes closed. People are massacred at random. So what are we celebrating? Some people argue that, oh, um, I'm able to speak on radio, so I should be happy. But are those that, does, does that put food on my table? Mm. No. Our people want to be able to afford the basic necessities of life. If you know the rural man, he doesn't mind what you are doing. Let him just be able to afford those basic things of life. Okay. He's too old, sorry, he's too old, he's mere, no matter how mm. Spartan it is, mm. but let him have it. But still they can't have it. Let me come to narrate. Happy Democracy Day in RS. Do you share, you know, the same um, frustration, you know, like Mr. Duke has, has, has just said? I share exactly the same frustration because I don't see anything democratic about Nigeria from where, from the angle I'm seeing things. I don't know if people have opposite views, but there's nothing democratic about Nigeria because in a democracy, democracy is a system of government for the people and not just one-sided 
I, I don't know. It's for everybody. And the way Nigeria is, Nigeria is not. Is, there's nothing democratic about Nigeria. So I don't see the reason why we keep celebrating Democracy Day. I think it's just a name, though. Basically, democracy is just a name for Nigeria. So, I mean, the president, I, I don't know. Let me guess. Maybe you didn't listen to the president's speech on June 12th. I didn't. You didn't, right? I didn't. I didn't, too. So I uh, don't feel uh, guilty. But I read, you know, the president, you know, churned out lots of intervention programs to young people. You have a... Uh, Creamery, you make yogurts. Yes. Have you gotten any intervention from federal, state, or local government? You know to support your business, no. especially after the COVID nineteen. Talk to us about that. No, I haven't gotten. Basically, what you see flying online is just links. You see the links, which simply means that okay, these these channels have been made available, but by the time you register, it's it's, like, it's just like a dead end. You don't hear anything from the government, and I'm obviously not upset about it because I don't even see it as my right. <laughs> because most of the things we get now from our government, why, like why, why, did, why have you lose hope? You are young. Why have you lose hope that you don't see it as your right, and you're a tax-paying person, you're a tax-paying uh, citizen in this country, but you're not saying, you know, the government giving you grant and supporting you as as a right. I don't see it as a right. It's supposed to be a right. I know that it is a right. Mm. But at the back of my mind, I don't even see it as a right. Because you've heard of this saying, expectations hurt. When you expect something and you don't get it, it hurts. So instead of hurting yourself over and over again, it's just better you don't rely on it. I don't know how the system works around providing grants and loans for business people. I honestly don't know how it works because I've never benefited. I only see links flying and even the people sending the links are just saying, ah, I heard that. Try this. I heard that. You will keep trying every time and it doesn't pay off. And then when when you try to get your voice heard, it becomes a problem. Okay. Mr. Duke, let's uh, come back to uh, your uh, devolution of powers. Yesterday, the unfortunate incident that, you know, just south. The member just south, you know, don't have any authority powers backed by the constitution he can only talk at the parliament level even the member at the federal level just south just east honorable dacho musa bagos don't have anything except uh, to be modest to him today he said that they are going to keep talking even the governor for example talk to us about you know devolution of powers and what why is it holding uh, the system to kind of reject itself so that uh, people will sleep two eyes closed like you said well, um, I think it's very unfortunate. Eh? You have a problem. You have a problem. You know what the solution is. Eh? And you refuse, you blatantly refuse to implement the solution. We know that when power is devolved, the local government which is the closest tier of government to the people, will function. Will function as, uh, as it should. Like the, 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 the road to my place, to my Angwa, is supposed to be done by the local government. Yes. Yes. It's supposed to be done because it's an Angwa road. Yes. Trunk C road. Trunk C road. Trunk C road. I'm a local person. So I use it. It's an Anguaro. Yes. Get that. Yes. Eh? Mm-hmm. But we have to wait for the state government. 
So except we do the needful, we know the solution to this problem. We need, the country is so large. What is the population of our police force? I don't think they're up to three, uh, more than 300,000. Mm-hmm. How do you expect a police force of 300,000 eh, to police a nation of more than 20, 200 million people? And this um, um, population of police force, more than half of them are attached to the elites. Yes. More than half are attached to the elites. So you have half. And even when you, more than that half, are also doing some several other things. So how do you intend, in a very realistic manner, to police the state? It's so, not possible. Albert Einstein said that it's insanity to keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. So exactly. are you saying that exactly. you know, uh, maybe we are insane, all of us as yes. society? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, now, let me read out something to you that I read on The Guardian uh, okay. this morning. The, uh, there was... Uh, the, uh, there was um, a data that they put out. Let me read it. Uh, maybe you have some thought. Uh, this is just a paragraph. Uh, it said, The economic challenges are stark and affect people across the age spectrum, but the rise of youth unemployment has been among the most troubling factors. The unemployment rate has quadrupled since 2015 to become one of the worst globally. Mm-hmm. At the end of last year, 23 million people, or 33% of working age people looking for work, were recorded as unemployed, according to the Nigerian Bureau of Statistics, MB. MBS and younger people were affected, were worse affected. Almost half of working age Nigerians under 35 are either unemployed or underemployed, working part time, which, uh, which they will like to be, they will like to be uh, full time. That is according to the MBS. The MBS said in March, a shadow has been cast over the young, reinforcing the sense that greener pastures lies elsewhere. Mm-hmm. The Ministry of uh, Interior set up a committee to, you know, talk to young people about not leaving, staying at home. <laughs> you know, respond to some of these things that you've heard. Okay, you know what's amazing is that their bodies to actually take note of these numbers. It feels like paparazzi. You're just taking note of numbers and you're not doing anything about it. To be very honest, a typical Nigerian youth that has stayed unemployed after school for two years is a broken person. You feel like a liability to your parents. You Are you speaking like, from you know experience now? Uh, yes, I should say I'm speaking for, from experience. I graduated in 2019. And then if you are to take notes, it's just let me just give an example. They say when a person is born, another person dies. Mm-hmm. Which simply means when people graduate, there are some people that are hitting retirement age. There's supposed to be vacancy. We don't see these vacancies. You hardly see vacancies. And even when you see vacancies online, if you apply, it is difficult to even get there. But at the same time, on the streets, we hear of people get employed. And then you ask, how? Okay, um, so, 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 organization, employed to so person. And you're like, okay. I was there, and then they said there's no opening for employment. So how did it come into play? Now, we have other countries that are looking for workers. We have other countries that appreciate youths. And then you see Nigerian youths just dreaming to go there. So you're dreaming if you have opportunity, will you move to Canada? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I tell my friends this. 
Nigeria is the real land of milk and honey. We just need to know how to use it and how to get it. I'm being very honest. I only see myself leaving this country for holidays. But I'm a Nigerian. It's in my blood to stay here. I like this country so well because I know the potentials. And if good things are done, I assure you that almost every Nigerian wanting to go and those that have left because of certain issues will surely come back. So you don't blame people when they want to leave the country. They've seen greener pastures. You cannot bring a goat and drop him in the desert and then he looks ahead and he sees green grass and he expects him to stay there. No, he would move to the grass to eat. That is powerful. Well, I'll still remain with you now. Did you have time to protest June 12 to come out to protest? Yes, I okay. did. Talk to us about your experience. Uh, did you see security men I was amazed. The whole arms of security in Nigeria were present. <laughs> Even roses. You guys, you guys had guns or <laughs> they had batons. Guns. No, you guys no, had no, no, guns, no. batons. You know, know, any cutlers or any. safety. Where safety came road out. Safety were there. Okay. Immigration, and then I asked. I was there with my sister, and I asked my sister. I said, "Huh? Are these people wanting to migrate us to Canada? What are they looking for here?" The army was there. Police force. They were there. Like they stationed their hillocks, and then you just look at people and see people with placards just see citizens with only placards they just want to be heard we just want to be heard and then you're bombarding us with so much security now if you meet intimidated people a lot of people were scared of coming out mm-hmm. because they were like ah we passed so so roundabout we saw security oh, stay at home stay at home you get things like that we're flying out i know a lot of of people that i i should have expected that are close to me like family and friends that should have been on the protest and then they were at home i was even just so lucky that i have parents that support me <laughs> because before i left the house my parents were like ah god bless you people we bless you the way you leave the house you come back safe our parents should not be scared when we go to the streets to protest we're not causing havoc we're not destroying things we left our houses with just our clothes and if we are stripped naked we'll be found naked so i don't know the reason why and again if i may add I, I noticed something when the flyers for the June 12 protests were flying on all, all around. The only thing that I perceived from the government was enforcing securities to stop the protests rather than gathering themselves to discuss the issues of the protest at hand. I don't know if you're understanding mm-hmm. me. When, when your citizens want to protest, you should listen to them and not find ways to intimidate them. But basically, what so you just feel happened, intimidated that no, Saturday. okay, I do not. Okay. But a lot of people felt intimidated. So you 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 talk with so much courage, which I, I appreciate you for that. Do you feel that your generation, you know, young people now, millennials, are the generation to cause a change in our country? You feel that you know you can uh, cause. I'm not saying revolution or anything. Yeah. Cause change, positive change, uh, for the good, so that people will be happy. Everybody will be happy. Even yes. your parents will be happy. I strongly feel you have that optimism. Yes, I ha- I have the optimism in me. I I strongly feel like the 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 our millennials are going to cause a change because we you can see a lot of youth engagements via social media. Yeah, there there are people that say this. There are people that say this generation is worse than previous generations, and then I mean every generation is always like exactly. This. The only thing that makes people see what happens now is social media. 
if you are to go back to previous generation, there was no cameras were not rampant. She couldn't see what was happening. But even from, if I'm going to even use reference to our holy books, most of the things that have been that are happening now happened even in the holy books. So it happens everywhere. But from high engagement, you see positivity. Okay. Mr. Doug, you work with uh, young people. Anytime you hear of such courage and optimism, do you have any hope, especially for millennials? And do you think the government, you know, is maximizing the energies of these uh, people to make the country uh, better? I mean, this generation, maybe private, uh, nursery school, they went to private school, secondary private, private university, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, <laughs> they don't have jobs. <laughs> They, are, they have to create their own jobs, yes. private jobs. Talk to us about that. <laughs> well, for, for 21 years, Yarak has worked to to develop the capacity of young Nigerians to be active citizens. Because we believe that one of the challenges that our country has is the, uh, is it, is the passiveness of our people. Or we are too religious. Something just happened. You say you leave it to God. Which God? <laughs> Which God? Somebody stole your money, you say you leave it to God. And you know that person really stole your money. You should call that person to account. Yes. It's your responsibility to call that person to account. And you say, there is no nation that has left it to God that is (laughs) on earth. Mm -hmm. There are laws to be enforced. And except you make demands of your leaders, they will never... Mm. They will never. Because politicians will always do things that are their political interest. So except you hold them to account for their responsibilities, they will never do the right thing. Iraq has developed a compendium of political um, promises. Yeah, I I, Uh, I Yes, and we distribute it to remind remind of our our people of the promises their elected representatives made. And it is the responsibility of our people to always remind their representatives you promised us this and you have not delivered so we are hopeful in fact we were excited with the NSAS protests ah talk to me about that we were very excited governor Simon Bacol is very, was very scared I mean he said to, <laughs> we know, were very excited yeah. because we felt that at long last our work is paying off we felt that this toiling that we have toiled for 21 years at least our young people are beginning to organize instead of agonizing they are organizing themselves look at the quality of the organization look at the quality of the demonstration even though that hoodlums were introduced into it we wouldn't have had any problem Our people have the right to express grievances. It is a human right. Somebody offended me, and they said I'm a Christian. I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, express my my feeling. I said you don't know the scriptures. The Bible doesn't ban me from telling somebody that have wronged me that you have wronged me. In fact, that is what the Bible expects me to do. Because if I don't tell you that you have wronged me, you will do it again. So if I have a representative that is not delivering in, in, uh, on his promises, it is my responsibility to demand that he did, or he, go, he, he leaves the place. Let me ask you now, last question before we um, open up the conversation okay. for audience participation. Yeah. As a young um, lady, uh, how 
can you talk to people about your personal uh, challenge? Let me tell you a little story about you know myself. Anytime you know I meet uh, young women, you know, and we have maybe working on a project, and I said, ah, for ease of communication, give me your phone number so that you know I can stay in touch. You know, WhatsApp. I do WhatsApp, and the next thing I see, shoes, bags. You know, sell. <laughs> I'm not laughing. They are hardworking. Yes. 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 And you know, after a while, if I ask them, so you know, how is business going? They'll say it's like swallowed in. They are. They can't rise because debt is too much. Yes. They run the business, you know, on credit. Talk to us about you know the challenges that you face. You have a small business, a yogurt uh, uh, business. About the challenge you face as a young uh, woman in our country. Okay, um, we as a young person. From my business angle, I have a small business. I I do deliveries to people. As a young lady, I think you have to be conscious about the people you form bonds with as your clients. We've seen the story of the lady in, I've forgotten what state, Ini, and what happens to her. Mm-hmm. We've seen other cases like that where you have clients that say, okay, um, bring, once order in large quantity, bring to us. You have to be skeptical. You have to, you have to think about this. And then in, 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 in the instance of deaths here, most of these businesses that we start, we start with very little capital that we get from families and friends. And there's something about there's something tricky about business. If you start a business with all your personal funds, just be very sure that you eat from your business money. Why worry that? Is it that you make poor business, you know, decisions? No. I won't take it as poor business decision. Okay, for instance, you're starting you're starting a business with 10,000 naira, which is your personal money. The 10,000 naira was intended for something else, maybe for your upkeep, to take care of yourself. And you start a business with it. As a young lady, let's say, through a month, you can probably be on your period. You need to get part. Absolutely. You yeah. don't have where to get that personal money from. And then you say, ah, let me just remove from this business money. If I get our property back, and then you buy. Your roll-on, your deodorant is finished. You pick from the business money, and then you buy. And then by the time you need to restock, you're left with, let's say, just 4K. <laughs> Even the 4K is safe. And then you'll be like, okay, what will I do now? So it will actually be good if if business people be able to mix business with a standard source of income. Like, is it because of the economy or yes. what? Because I mean, I, I know the startups they are, they don't exit five years. Yes, um, and Yeah, I also have a business. Okay, <laughs> okay. I also have. I business. thought you were just a director at Yarak. You yeah, know, I also the have big a man business. at Yarak. Yeah. I'm a poultry farmer. Okay, oh, wow. uh, and I can tell you how difficult it is. Yes, hmm. I can tell you how difficult it is to run a business in the present Nigeria. It's difficult mm. to price hike. <laughs> you you, go to you the hardly market. can plan. Mm. Yes. You hardly can plan because almost on a daily basis, the price hike. changes. Yes. Price hike. And your customers don't want you to add price. They don't. They won't, they won't even understand with you. And you have to be a local government unto yourself. Mm-hmm. Eh? You have to provide the water. You have to provide light. You have to provide road. You have to provide security. And the state doesn't give you any breathing space. No. 
they don't give you any breathing space. So how do they expect businesses to survive? When I have to provide light, I have to provide road, I have to provide water, I have to provide security. Electricity tariff high. So it's really, really difficult. Yeah, well, well, the listeners have been uh, this, you know, some kind of touching, but it's a reality of our country. In the studio with me, I have uh, Ms. Andrew Neridmoa. She's CEO of Jews Yogurt. She's a humanitarian worker. She's an activist, uh, well, scholar with uh, of history and international studies. And in the studio, I have, okay, you need to help me, you know, pronounce the name very well, the surname. Uh, My name is Duke Obureke. Obureke. He's the director of Yarak. Yeah. Uh, so we're uh, just talking about democracy, reflection basically of 22 years uninterrupted democracy and learning from personal experience. I mean, that is touching. You can't deny anybody to say their story. It is what happened to them and neither can you challenge it. You can join the conversation. We'd we'll love to hear from you. 90 98 or you call 90 both lines are up and running. You can go to Facebook. Of course, no Twitter. The federal government is yet to leave the Twitter ban. Uh, we hope that uh, they do that very soon so that we can have uh, your comment on our Twitter um, platform. Uh, 090. Okay, that is uh, uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash JFM Jones. That is our Facebook uh, address. And 090 Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. That too late. Before you call, you have to kindly turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Okay, uh, that didn't work. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Talk to us. Thank you for calling. Talk to us, please. If I greet your guest in the studio. Yeah, tell us your name, please. The, the young lady there is, is a wonderful woman. And God will take her part. Okay, tell us your name, sir. I don't want to say much. I just want to pray for her. Yeah, tell us your name. Could you please tell us your name? My name is Eric. Okay, so uh, maybe you pray for three, both are uh, three of us. <laughs> yes, all of you in the studio there, you make my day. God will bless you. Thank you. Go ahead and say your prayer. In this has really helped Nigeria to come up to this particular moment of uh, celebrating uh, June 12th again. I pray that God Almighty will grant us grace and mercy to see Nigeria moving forward. Expectation of Nigeria to be met by the mercy that is in the blood of Christ. That those will look for Nigeria for good leadership in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for a good prayer, sir. Yeah, well, uh, 90 or you call 90 Let me um, stroll. Okay. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, good evening. I'm Thomas from Family, calling from Bassa. Thomas, we're listening. Sorry about what happened in Bassa. Yeah, really, I don't really get the real thing that happened. But uh, talking about the unemployment issue, uh, uh, my sister is talking about that. 
I listen to your program every evening. Thank so, you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. The unemployment... I'm also one of them. I'm a disabled person. I No, you are I not disabled. You are not you are a person with disability. Everybody has Thank one you. disability or the other, so you're not disabled. Thank you. Go ahead, yeah. But, 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 yes. So with that I I I also on my own. I'm a I'm a security guard hmm. in a poultry being paid ten thousand a month. And that cannot do me anything. Ten thousand about my but so, but yes, ten thousand. So I know what I say. I graduated since 2008 in Platon year. Yeah, I read accounting. But no job, nothing, up and down. The thing is very embarrassing. Yes. Come to, if you're coming to Bata, the road before the main gate to the barracks. Look at the road. Since I was a child, here in Bata till this, that road has not been repaired till now. So it's very embarrassing. Oh, thank you. Have a yeah. nice day. Yeah, well, I wish you well. I wish you well. Andrew Amos on Facebook is saying, continued killing of innocent, uh, innocent people on the plot is very disheartening and uncalled for. The government of the day used insecurity as a ladder to climb to power, yet it has become something unimaginable under their watch. The synergy used to clamp down pro, um, protesters, but not on terrorists means something is wrong somewhere. Sam Shudin said, hmm, when will these killings? Okay. Mike Edison is saying, seriously speaking, this government don't have the interests of people at heart. It's not fair. Every day people are being killed. The government really need to stand up and fight for the good of the people. Poor. The killings in just south is appalling. Daniel Palm is saying, why Governor Lalong ban Operation Rainbow in Plateau State? As far as I know, there isn't such thing as that. Pam Isaac Kim is saying, uh, the issue of whether to establish state security or not is not the problem. The government is not ready to face the realities on ground. The security personnel we have are capable, but the issue of political interests and religious bigotry is the biggest issue. We cannot continue to fold our arms and watch as our brothers and sisters being slaughtered every day. Akojong Monday saying, our communities must secure themselves. Community watch, very important. We should not fold our hands. Izang Joshua is saying, I like what the female guest is saying. She is speaking our minds as youths, and may God bless her. Our generation is under threat by government because we don't have money to fight the elites. The elite use money to fight the youth, either directly or indirectly, you say. Tina Manchai saying, this happened in my area, close to my house. Too bad. No security and nobody's doing anything about it. Sorry to hear about, you know, what happened to uh, close to your community, Tina. Manasi Hapsen is saying, I think the state government have to wake up from slumber about the insecurity that has been ravaging the state because killing innocent souls because of politics is not good at all. I condemn it. Junior Joel is saying, this government has failed woefully on security affairs. I think people just need to defend themselves or risk being killed for nothing. Samson Pamsen is saying, state policing will help reduce the insecurity we are facing in Nigeria with Middle Belt as one of the worst hit. As of now, Ilya Davo is saying, uh, there is no plan for any peace anywhere around Plateau State. Go and check state of things with the Operation Rainbow. The security outfit is in the ICU. See, try and just be watchful. Hope you understand. Okay. <laughs> Moses Yaro is saying, um, if the same thing keeps recurring, it means those at the helm of affairs are incapable of doing their job well. The presidency reluctance to do the right thing is the only reason that brings about all sorts of security challenges 
challenges across the nation. The attack in Kuromins were at war with some protected unknown armies. Dimas Balai said, if truly the governor don't have the power to command the security personnel, then why the allocation of security vote for the governors? I think that is a brilliant question. What are they using it for? Uh, you see, brilliant question. Hello and good evening. Hello, Mr. Pastor. Thank you for calling. Talk to us. Tell us your name, please. My name is Suleiman from Magama. We're listening to you, sir. Yes, I just want to say, just a prayer in our country. What is that the This is the biggest challenge that we are facing in this country. But a lot of our prayer in this country is all made together and protected. Those people who are behind this kind of thing that is going on, attacking people there and there, God knows where they are hitting. God not depends for them. If the people that is going to repent, we pray Almighty Allah make them to repent. But if they are not going to repent, God not the kind of punishment that they deserve. So that God will finish with them so that our country will move forward. Whether they are in this country or they are outside the country, God not them. If God gives them money or power, what kind of power that God gives them that they are doing the kind of thing in their country, we pray Almighty Allah collect that power that gives them or the money, any opportunity that God gives them that are doing the kind of thing in our country. We pray the Almighty Allah disgrace them from up and down. Whoever has hand for this kind of killing or attack for innocent people on daily basis, we pray to Almighty Allah to disgrace them. And please, kudos to you all guests. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for a good prayer. Sunday, Alfred Ali saying, For the Nigerian security to guard against ordinary protesters, it only shows how unfit, unreasonable, unserious, unwise, and sorry. To- okay. We have people being attacked every day in their homes, on the highways, on their farms, and not as if they are security is not aware. Yet they fail to confront this criminal element and all they could confront is protesters. That's just like a hefty man of 25 years coming out to fight a child of 5 years. I just hope our security personnel know why they are putting on that uniform. Eric Nyam is saying, I join with one of your guests there. I don't know what we are practicing. It's not democracy. To me, we are practicing some slavery and colonial uh, governance. Well, my friend, you know, introduced me to a new hashtag today where, you know, texting and he said, um, um, okay, I'm going to check then. I'm going to even give him credit. Said Aremu Samshuddin is saying, state police is good, but the big question is, will state government able to uh, fund and sustain it? Emmanuel James is saying, right now in doing, in Dong... Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for that information. Read that Tom is saying, the question here is that, why is it that it's only the Christian communities that always attack? Nora Sunday, to me, there's nothing like democracy presently. The crown has fallen already. We're in pain. We're tired of crying. Uh, thank you, Emmanuel. We kill for the greetings. Nanle greatness. Good news meal. Longsan is saying, we must be decisive to act as citizens right from the communities because the government don't care about the masses and the security seem not to help the matter. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Talk to us, please. Good evening, Pastor. Thank you for calling. Talk to us. Esther from Angie. Well, listening, Esther. I thank you for the gifts in the house. I salute my dear daughter there. I pray that the Lord will continue to give her more understanding of what is happening in this country. Uh, I want to talk about the killings here and there. To me, concert. I'm sorry to say this, but it's a white plan game. Because we are talking about election very soon to come. And to me, it's like this a plan game that will make these elections will not take place in this local government again. 
like it did the last the last time election was not taken was not being done in this local government that there's insecurity and i think they have started it again so that next time we will not be able to have our election and they'll tell us insecurity and what happened in kuru i'm telling you constant to my own belief i did, i did not see any security in Kuru, I was there from six o'clock till ten thirty. There was no security, and I always believe that whenever a, a, an attack takes place like that, if the security visits the place, they evacuate all those bodies and take them to the mortuary before other uh, uh, investigations. But these these bodies were just lying down there. Every family was not coming to pick their scuff to go and do the burial. Nobody was there. It was when our representative came that we saw three men with them and they left again with So I don't know. If the security, since I just heard on the program you say the 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 the, 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 the member representing the South called the Commissioner, oh, yeah. where are the police? He called him, he called, yeah. Okay, thank you, uh, Madam Esther. Where are they? We didn't see any of them that came. Good. So they did not even respond to his call. And when they said these children are going to protest, they bring all security to, uh, to, to, to my own disgrace that they, 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 they wrote were there and they, 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 the migration and custom were there. What for? Thank you. And people that are attacking are left dead without even going to pursue them. Thank you. Well, there's a much you can take. Thank you very much. We are pressed for time. By the grace of God. Thank you. Thank you. There's the much we're going to take. I, I told you that I'm going to tell you a phrase, a hashtag. Uh, my friend, you know, I texted with him. He said, uh, hashtag tragic native colonialism. <laughs> that is what he said. <laughs> tragic native colonialism. Uh, that is what uh, Dr. Uh, Philip, you know, said. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah, well, uh, uh, your parting words right now. Uh, my dear friend, you know, MC Malangwa, who works as a uh, broadcaster, too, was shot in front of his wife around 8.30 p.m. I think last week or the week before last. And yesterday, we were just having a conversation with him and you know, it's, it's really coming home. Gang violence, you know, all manner of criminalities. Uh, I'll start with you, uh, Narit, since you... What advice will you give the government, you know, to bring this to an end, if at all you have any? And your final word. I, I stand strongly with state policing. I feel like it's going to take us a long way because we have instances where our governor and our chairman, our representatives in Plateau State say they can't do anything about it because they can't give the orders for security personnel to be active. But I believe that with state police, <laughs> clearly, we are very close to them. We can clearly see that things are in their hands, and then we would know how to reach to them. And also to, to our state representatives, we know that you can't do anything. But when youths come out to make their voice heard, your voice should be a support system and not discouragement. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Andrew, uh, Miss Andrew Neritmar. Well, uh, Mr. Duke, your final word and, you know, any... Well, I, I, would, I would like to continue to encourage the young people and the future of our country is in their hands. 
we have about um, 70% of our population are young. So if there is any group that has the capacity to make the change that we desire, is the young people. So they should take advantage of the number. 2023 is around the corner. Um, let's do the needful. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Andrew Nerit Mwasi, Yodrius Yogurt, humanitarian and activist, uh, as well as, you know, always a scholar. Maybe you should <laughs> pick that uh, PhD, whatever it is. Thank you very much, Mr. Duke, for coming, uh, Director at Yarak. Thank you. I hope much. to, I really enjoy the conversation. Yeah. There's the much you can take uh, this evening. My name is Ponsak Vanab. Enjoy the rest of the evening and bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts.